Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. You may be seated. We are coming to the conclusion of this series, Lesson 7 tonight. What shall I fear? I've had some great lessons and uh, really good things to uh, put in our practical life, everyday life. Um, and you can always uh, go back as a reference on the podcast or the website. In fact, right now, I think we, we have uh, sermons and lessons all the way back to November of 2018. So uh, pretty much every Thursday and every Sunday, uh, except for, of course, prayer services and, and such like that, but thank God, it's a good resource. So lesson seven is entitled, The God You Serve. And the author wanted to finish this uh, study with a bang, uh, letting us know what kind of God we're serving. Amen. And uh, to just reinforce the understanding and our faith and everything in that we're not just serving any God, we're serving the God and the Almighty God and the God we serve. Um, there's the fear, anxiety, uh, tormenting, and lying thoughts are no match for the God we serve. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so uh, tonight we're, uh, we're going to... Um, let the Bible uh, tell us what kind of God we're serving with some fantastic passages to let us know uh, how awesome our God is, what's in store for us, amen, when we hold on and uh, finish this race strong. Praise God. So um, the author was uh, singing in the choir in their church one Sunday night, and she had been carrying this heavy load for uh, a few weeks. Uh, concerning fear and anxiety. and uh, But, you know, she was still faithful to the house of God. She still came. She still tried to give it her all. Amen. And that's good. Praise God, because we're worshiping Him, not because of our feelings, but because of faith, because of who He is. Amen. And so she stood up there and was doing our be her best to sing with all of her heart. And uh, they began to sing a song called Holy. And... Uh, when she began to sing verse number two, she said something happened to her and she began to see the God that she served in, in a way that she's never seen him. She, she knew he was almighty God. She knew he was king of kings and Lord of lords. But something about that song and about that moment, about that verse really touched her and it changed her from that day forward and understanding the God you serve. And, and that verse uh, went like this, faithful and true in righteousness, you judge and make war. Your eyes a flaming fire from your mouth comes a sharp two-edged sword. On your vestures dipped in blood is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. To you be all the blessing, dominion and power now and forever. Amen. Praise God. So she saw her King, the King of all Kings, Amen. Hallelujah. And she began to see God with a completely different 
perspective and she looked at fear and anxiety through a completely different perspective as well. Amen. Because he's the one who's working all things together for our good. He's the one who's fighting for us. He's the one who loves us. He's the mighty conqueror who never loses. So why on earth should we dwell on fear and anxiety? We should not let them take us over. Amen. We have a mighty conqueror as our God. And he never loses. He never loses. Amen. Our perception of God has a lot to do with what he will do for us. Amen. And what we will receive for him, how we view him, how he, we look at him, how much of our heart we give him depends on how much he'll be able to work in our lives. Amen. It's great that we consider him as a friend because the Bible does say that we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. However, he's much more than a friend. First and foremost, he's the almighty God. He's the savior of the world and nothing is impossible to him. Revelation 1.10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, John said, and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, amen, down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet were like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice was the sound of many waters. That's the God we serve. Amen. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth was a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. That's the God we serve. And we need to let that God we serve be God in our lives. He conquered sin and death for us, so we better believe he can conquer our fear and anxiety. And the Apostle John Amen. Who wrote the book of Revelation? Praise God. He was, uh, you know, he was on the Isle of Patmos when he wrote that revelation. It was his prison. He was exiled to that island. Uh, history and tradition say that they tried to boil him in oil and he was unboilable. He got out of that boiling cauldron and they said, well, we can't boil him. We got to throw him on his island, I guess. And they threw him on the island. So I'm sure John had mixed emotions. He was going through all kinds of things. Amen. But I'm sure this vision that I just read of Jesus in all of his glory was very uplifting and very encouraging to John in his situation. Amen. So I'm saying to us tonight, let him lay his right hand on you and reassure you with those same powerful words that he reassured John. Do not be afraid. Amen. When we worship God and we recognize his greatness, we elevate him above our circumstances. 
Amen. We make him bigger than anything else in our life that's trying to bring us down. And that's important. We've got to have that perspective. The God we serve is bigger than all our situations. Psalms 34, 3, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name for together. We need to magnify the Lord. We need to make him big in our lives. Amen. He's bigger than any fear, any anxiety, any tormenting and lying thoughts. He's bigger. Psalms 96, 7, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Amen. Give him glory in your life. Give him strength in your heart. Amen. Let him have the, the run of your heart and, and, and give him everything that he, you have uh, in your life to him. Amen. And he will use it for his glory. David had great confidence in God and he worshiped him accordingly. Psalm 68, 1, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by, by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped rain from the presence of God. Amen. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That's the God we serve. That is our God, our Father, our Savior, and our King. David reminds us in this passage why we always have a reason to exceedingly rejoice. Our God's a father to the fatherless. He's a defender of the widows. He's the one who sets a solitary person in a family. Amen. A family of God and other families. You name it, he does that. Our God is the one who brings out those who are bound into prosperity. Our God goes before his people. He truly is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. So we got to keep the perspective of God. We've got to. That's why we got to stay in his word that, that tells us all about him and how great he is. That's why we got to come to church and let somebody remind us about it. That's why we got to stay in prayer and, and let his mighty presence remind us how great he is. Because when we stay away from these things too long, we start thinking that, you know, that it's more a dream that, that, did it, that is it really there and, and is it really what, it, what it's all cracked up to be? You know, the story of Peter Pan, it's when these, all these boys in Neverland or what is it? Is it Neverland or? Yeah. And they, they don't grow old. <laughs> I'm telling you the story and I'm asking you about it. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, never land. <laughs> Praise God. And the boys never grow old. But, but you know, the, the, uh, the story, there was a couple of, of the boys that left Neverland and they went to join just a regular family in England or whatever. And the, the longer they stayed away, they forgot about it. 
They, they just became, you know, ordinary boys in their life and, and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm saying is when, when many times when we get caught up in our worries and our problems sometimes get to the point where they seem larger than life, even larger than God. Amen. We've got we to get back to realizing the God we serve, amen, is not some dream, some fairy tale or some fable. Amen. He's real. Praise God. I thought, I, I remember what my father, the Lord, uh, Sam, Samuel White, used to always say. He used to say, thank you, Jesus, for the reality of serving you. He used that, thank you for the reality of serving. This is real. Like we sing that song, it's real, it's real. I know this. It's real, this Pentecostal experience. Nobody can tell me it's not real. Amen. The enemy of our soul at times feels like an overwhelming foe and God sometimes seems so far away, but we need to realize that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? What can be against us? Amen. So can I tell you tonight that nothing or no one is bigger than God in our lives? Nothing. The God we serve is the greatest. The created can never exceed or be greater than the creator. Amen. Isaiah chapter 14 tells us, amen, about the fall of Lucifer. And it also talks about how he will be viewed at the end of all things. Amen. So many people, amen, think that, uh, you know, it's almost like the Wizard of Oz, you know, that they, they, uh, they get behind the curtain. It's this little feeble little guy pulling the, you know, standing on a stool, pulling the little levers. Oh, you're the, you're the mean Oz of, of Ozland? Oh, yeah, I sure am, you know, and he's pushing his glasses up or whatever. And I'm not making an exact comparison, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Amen. Because, and I know that he has so much, he has a certain amount of power that's delegated as an archangel, uh, a fallen angel. But I'm telling you, amen, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And he's got to ask God permission when he does anything to us, like he did with Job. Amen. So Isaiah chapter 14 says, How you are fallen from heaven, verse 12, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. And then it, it says that, you know, all the things that we, I, I, for time's sake, I'm going to skip to verse 16, but it talks about you know, the, the five I wills. Uh, that's when he went to rebel against God and God said, you're the, you're the created and you're trying to overthrow the creator. And he threw him out of heaven. Remember, he said, I will be like the Most High. I will take over your throne, God. And God said, threw him out. And then at the end of time, when this thing rolls out toward the end, we haven't got there yet, when, when everyone sees him for who he really is, in comparison to the God we serve and the authority of the people of God that we serve, Verse 16 says, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth to tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners? 
That's the way he's going to be viewed. Right now, people are so afraid. Amen. And there's so this and that. And he wears, a, he's, a, he's got all kinds of masks and all kinds of faces. And he, and he hides behind imaginations. He hides behind misconceptions. He hides behind folklore and fable. Amen. And fear and all this lies and stuff like that. But really, when the time comes, is this the man? And those who see him for who he really is at that time will be shocked. They'll be astonished that this was the one that caused the human race all this grief. And he won't be as grand as they have made him out to be in their minds or as grand as he has made him. He seemed to make himself through intimidation and fear of the human race. But in fact, when the time comes and we read about it in the book of Revelation, for him to be chained up and thrown into the bottomless pit. The Bible said in Revelation 20, verse 1, and I saw an angel. Everybody say, an angel. I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. Amen. But I want you to notice, it was an angel. Now, we've heard names of angels in the Bible. Lucifer, of course, was an archangel and a fallen. We've heard Michael, amen, who was a great archangel. We've heard Gabriel's name, who was a great archangel. But it wasn't Michael. It didn't say it was Michael that took that chain or Gabriel, amen. It said an angel because when the will of God comes to take fruition, and that time happens. It doesn't matter who it is. Amen. God said, hey, I just want the smallest angel. Hey, you, what are you what, what's your rank? Oh, I'm just a private first class. You get the chain. Amen. Because he will not be able to withstand the will of God. It doesn't matter who we are or who this is. Amen. With the power of God, we can, I and God, make a majority. I can fight against any fear and anxiety. And anything that I can or cannot see come against me. An angel. Praise God. Because the God we serve is greater than any enemy. Amen. And as Satan and his kingdom, and I know we look at this world and we say, man, he's coming on strong. Well, you know why? Because he knows the Bible said his time is short. And so he's trying to put on the afterburners because he knows he's only got a short time. But as Satan and his kingdom began to fall apart and come crashing down, like that old chorus we sing, Satan, your kingdom's coming down. And Jesus, you are the almighty God and your kingdom is always going to be good and going up. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Revelation 4, 8, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, 
and they were full of eyes within and without, and they rest not day nor night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is and which was and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things and for that pleasure they are and were created amen revelation 21 3 amen and her last lesson was loaded i didn't even use all the verses we'd be here an hour amen but i i i got all the good stuff praise god i mean it's all good but i got all the things that really hit me upside the head to share with you tonight revelation 21 3 and i heard a great voice out of heaven. we're trying to show the god we serve by these wonderful passages i heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall be any more pain for the former things are passed away and he said it unto me it is done I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely and he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son we truly serve an awesome God amen praise God praise God you know what I, I'm just scratching the surface I, I, I just, I don't even know if I could do it justice. I'm just, I'm just, this is so awesome. Praise God. We truly serve an awesome God. The God we serve is the God of all seasons of our life. Amen. I know we live in Southern California. We don't really have four seasons, kind of. We got like, you know, summer, and then we got a little less summer. And then we got maybe a fall that some people might call winter, but it's really fall and then spring, and then summer again, you know, it's kind of all we got, you know, we don't have the leaves, and we don't have this, and the snow, and all this kind of stuff, but in life, we have really four seasons, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's not evergreen, sometimes our leaves are falling off, sometimes it looks like the tree's dead, amen, and we're stripped of things, praise God, but you know what, God knows everything, and he's with us through all those seasons, Amen. John 15, 1, Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Who, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out of the, of the branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them in the fire, and they're burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. So when we bear fruit, amen. Praise God. When we bear fruit, he prunes us. Amen. That doesn't sound too exciting. 
It's like, hey, I bought, I bought, I bought you some fruit here. I'm like, Praise God. Okay, good job. <laughs> like, you know, it, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Amen. The benefits of pruning, uh, the process of pruning is you remain in him. Uh, you, you are uh, become his and keep being his disciple. You remain in his love. You are ordained uh, to be a, his child and you'll bear more fruit. You'll ask what you, what you will in his name and you'll receive it. You'll feel a joy that will remain and be full and you'll have your, his word abiding in you. That's all part of the pruning process. Amen. Praise God. Some people say, well, you know what? I, I didn't sign. I, I signed up just to come in here and I just want to praise God and feel good. You know, and sometimes I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, sometimes uh, when God loves us, just like when we love our kids, if you really love your kids, oh, well, I can't correct them, correct them because I love them so much. I can't tell them anything because I love them so much. I can't, you know, say no because I love them so much. No, that's not a, a good parent. A good parent has rules. A good parent has consequences of breaking the rules. A good parent has some kind of discipline, whatever it is that works for you. Amen. But there's rule, praise God. And God, our Father, is a good parent. And every son, just like the prudent, every son he receives, he'll chastise if he needs to. He'll, he'll, take, he'll deal with them when they go astray, not because he's a mean father or a mean God, because he loves us. That just lets us know that he's our son. Because when we're not sons and daughters, he won't, he won't do nothing about it. Amen. Praise God. So we ought to thank God He cares enough about us to prune us when we need it, to correct us when we need it. Amen. Praise God. There was plenty of times in my life that I was on restriction. I was confined to the bedroom prison quarters. Amen. That I couldn't, you know, and sometimes it was for, you know, 30 years to life. But, and, then, and then my mom had mercy on me after a while. Praise God. Or whatever it was, whatever I did, I got in trouble all the time. Amen. It was spankings. And it was, you know, take away this and take away that. To, and, all, and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. School, homework, dinner, and get to bed. Amen. And, you know, that's terrible for a kid. Praise God. What's there to live for, hey? You know, and what's, what's there to go on when you can't get out and play with your friends and go outside and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Uh, I thank my parents for doing that now. I look back. I appreciate that. It's helped me. Amen. Because when you train up a child in the way they should go, you know, it, it'll come around and they'll thank, they'll thank the parents. See, God's the master vine dresser. He knows the vines cannot be pruned too severely because it'll ruin the, the vines. Amen. And they can't be pruned in the wrong season either. So sometimes a pruning, amen, season can be difficult when it is time to prune. Amen. But it's for our good and we will bear much more fruit, which means we'll be successful in Him. Amen. Talking about the God we serve. So don't allow your difficult seasons to distract you from your focus on how awesome your God is. Don't give up. It's going to be worth it all. Revelation 17, 14 said, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him, the Lamb, are called, chosen, and faithful. Notice that verse. Is that a familiar verse to you? Called, chosen, and faithful? That was Sunday's message. Amen. 
Praise God, the last verse of Sunday's message, and it was in this last lesson. Well, isn't it coincidentally accidental, all this stuff? No. Amen. God's got it all connecting. Praise God. As long as we stay close to the Lord of lords and king of kings, we will overcome them all. Amen. And be numbered with those who are the called, chosen, and faithful. Revelation 19, 4, and 4 and 20 elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, a voice of great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in his righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name was called the word of God and all the armies which are in heaven followed upon him on white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean amen so we need to look to our soon coming king for all of our help and deliverance from every fear every unknown thing or known thing, every giant thing that's trying to come against us. Amen. And in closing, let's remember what we've covered tonight. Turn your eyes upon him and see him for all his glory. Amen. He's more than just our best friend. He's our conquering king. Like David did, the more you worship him, the more confidence you'll have in him. Don't allow this world and your trials to cause you to forget who your God is. He's the good vine dresser and we are his vines. We're the called, the chosen, and the faithful and it will be worth it all. His coming is near and he will be taking us all to heaven with him sooner than we think. And let's all stand for this last verse. Jesus said, John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.